the singularity. We have a dualarity on this podcast where Thomas starts ranting and I, I continue on with another podcast. Yes, if only we had some hilarity. You're listening to PHP Ugly, episode 81, recorded Wednesday, October 18th, 2017. In this episode, we talk about the fun of owning a business, the challenges of toxic developers, and your WPA2 maybe crap, and a lot more. So let's get started. Sony introduces the three and a half inch floppy. He started with so. Apollo so Computer! To... He started with so. Unve- unveils his first workstation, the DN100. The first magazine publication dedicated to video games, electronic games. IBM introduces the first PC, which they release with, guess it, hold it, hold it, Microsoft DOS. And Osborne One releases the first portable computer weighing in at a whopping 24 pounds. All this happens in 1981. This is episode 81 of PHP Ugly, the portable edition. I thought you weren't Welcome starting. Gentlemen. I thought we're, you weren't using years if, if you could avoid it. You know what else happened I in fall, I fall back on years when people call me and say, hey, let's record a day early oh. like we did today. Why am I here tonight, John? Why did I have to look up a year? Well, it turns out I'm not going to be here Thursday night when we normally record because... My wife and I have been together 21 years tomorrow, so I think I'd better take her out to dinner and not hang out with you guys. Oh, 21 years is lame. nothing. We We're legal. Done, this is 81 episodes. We're legal. What are, you, what are you talking about? It's good. That is a pretty big Yeah. Wow. What, what did you get her? Nothing. What did you get her? It's dating. It's not married. She won't listen. It's it, we're dating. Oh! Your date anniversary? No. You're celebrating your date anniversary. No. We're, we're just going out You're to, not that guy. We're just going out to You're dinner. not that guy. I am. You stop it. I am. I told my wife <sighs> that she forfeits the date anniversary when we get married. Like, that That gets nulled. The, we the don't, day I say I do, we don't normally, we don't we do don't that. normally celebrate it. Mom happens, her parents happen to be in town. They can watch the kids. We're going to go out for a nice dinner. And it happens to be our date anniversary. And it's to be 21. fair, I celebrate mine every year as well. But that's because I got married on the same day. <laughs> that's pretty smart, actually. Yeah. No, it's that's one way. That's one way. To, yeah, that's one way to handle it. Yeah. 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 Well, I tweeted out a fun fact about the wife and I's first date. This week, well, it was last week, Friday the 13th, the wife and I started dating on a Friday the 13th. It was March. Explains 13th, so much. Yeah, I know. Wow, I, so awesome to you. And I get to hear the story every Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to share with Thomas, what else happened in 1981? What I was else born. happened in 1981, Thomas? Don't care. I know. That was a horrible... That just he, I shouldn't have even asked the question. So I know. Go, going back to your intro, you said Microsoft DOS. I don't think I've ever heard it called that. Was it? Did Microsoft really own DOS? Yeah, it was MS DOS. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're right. It was MS DOS? Damn, I'm stupid. Yeah. Although I nah. Was it Microsoft in '81 or was it the original creator? No, it was Microsoft. I, I've always remember that. That was the whole thing. I always knew it as MS DOS. So you're right. I just never put two yeah. and two together. Yeah, it was Microsoft. That, that was Microsoft's big, big in, right? They went to IBM. IBM was working on this personal computer. Microsoft was like, "Well, let us do the software." And eventually, IBM said, "There's no money in software. You can do the software. We're worried about the hardware." That's that was that whole that was that whole thing. So they mm-hmm. they they wrote the DOS for this IBM PC that was released that year. The good old days. There was the good old days. So, what do you guys have? A computer either you you did own or you always wanted to own from your childhood that you didn't get a chance to own that like brings back those memories i do have a computer that brings back memories but i don't want one I, what is it? I don't own it we've talked about this before the amiga the amiga oh, 2600 classic 
Yeah. That's a classic. Yeah, that was the the one. What what was yours, John? The Coco Color Three. Tandy Coco Color Three. I don't We've talked about this we recently. We talked about this before recently on the show. Oh yeah. yeah, I was a I was a big Coco person. Yeah, that was that was my it's funny, I I uh pulled up so the I said so. Hold up. Mm. I love this rule. <laughs> um so I was a Radio Shack kid, did the Coco computers. I was the those were the cheaper personal computers. But the the Radio Shack computer I wanted we had the uh, TRS-80, the 64-bit Model 4s in, in the school. Those were the ones that had the dual floppies on the side, which mm-hmm. was all... I mean, that was so badass back then. But the the one I wanted, and I'm, I'm trying to find it now. Here it is. Oh, yeah. The Model 100. The TRS-80 Model 100, which was the, the Tandy portable computer. It had a screen on it that was about four lines long. And I think it was 80 columns wide because, as we learned on uh, episode 80, uh, the uh, punch card thing was 80 columns. So these things were typically 80 columns long. But it was the portable computer. It was the first, in my in my opinion, the first real portable computer that you could put into a backpack and carry around that it wasn't its own suitcase. And I saw that thing come out, and I'm like, I want that. That was one of the computers I always wanted as a, as a in my early years of of doing computers that I never bought. So I went to eBay today. Did you really? <laughs> and these things are actually available. Oh yeah. I, I, I'm think I'm thinking about buying the whole suite so I can buy a Model 102, which was the upgrade to the Model 100. I can buy a Model 102 for thirty one dollars. I can buy the old Coco Computer Two for seventy five dollars, and I can buy I can buy a Model Four, which was the big terminal with the dual floppies, for one hundred and fifty bucks. I could have all the computers I thought I would ever need, ever dreamed about as a child. I could have for way less than you pay for a laptop now. Bucks. Less than I pay for a phone now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Phones have gotten ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm. I might have to do this, man. I actually think I have but, a Coco. But you're, you were, you're, you'd be buying them as a collectible, not actually using it. I told you, I want. we need to get an office where we can have displayed all of our legacy hardware. I, I that, is, that is my goal. If for no other reason, that's why I want an office I need an extra now. expense so, so I can display all my crap. That's right. I I want it. What what were you, what were you saying? Thomas? I want I want an SGI O2, an SGI Oxygen, because I remember seeing one at a trade show event and just freaking out about how amazing it was. SGI being silicon graphics. SGI. Yeah, those were but the machine. Getting one that's working. Then. Oh man. Getting one that's working still is is very expensive. No, three hundred bucks. This one, this one for a grand. No hard drive. Uh, Fifteen hundred here. I don't even know eBay was still a thing. Oh yeah. But I, but I, I don't think they do as much uh, auctioning as they used to. I think it's more like just a, a marketplace. Yeah. Oh really? So yeah. it's not the the wait until the last minute to place your bid anymore? Nah. nah. God, those were the. Days. I don't know. I, I know, haven't been on in years, that. but. They, it's funny. Gone away from that. It's funny that you bring up archaic old hardware because I had an archaic old hardware problem recently that was a bigger problem than I thought. So one of the one of the running jokes at the end of the podcast is once everything starts to upload to Dropbox, my video and audio cuts out completely, and I knew that I was running old wire and old switches and everything but i didn't realize how old it was so it turns out that my laptop was running at 10 megabit ethernet <laughs> 10 yeah 10 and my desktop was running at 100 and my other computer in in my house was running at 100 which was causing things to bottleneck pretty quickly if my uh, it also turns out I was using a hub, not a switch. So oh, my 10-100... 10, 10-100 hub. 
yeah, my 10100 hub would start choking pretty quickly um, if a YouTube video was too high quality or anything like that. God, uh, back. So I've <laughs> I I dropped the cash for a, a switch, a gigabit switch, and uh, some replacement so wire. You spent twenty Came bucks. Came to sixteen sixteen dollars, <laughs> and immediately everything is better and faster. And my computer, which I thought was on its last legs, is now running great. And <laughs> yeah, and you know what I did with that that old hardware is I just threw it in the trash. <laughs> I was so proud of that moment. Because the, the network was built off of my hoarding skills. You know, everything that I have computer-wise is just components I've had for 20 years and then added a piece to it. I go into my, my Tupperware that I have all my equipment in. I'm like, why am I keeping all this stuff? Uh, same. Same. I, I've got so I've got, like, these old VGA cables. It's uh-huh. like, why, why do I have... They don't even make these anymore. But I'm afraid to get rid of it. I'm like, I'm going to need this one day. Uh huh. But yep. you're working on you're with gonna... a hub that's lower speed than most home internet accesses now. It's lower lower speed than last generation's Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's hilarious. Lower speed than my first cell phone. Uh, speaking of Wi-Fi, did you guys hear about uh, WPA2? I did Hell hear yeah. about this. W... It's been cracked. <laughs> yeah. it, it's fun to listen to the news people there? talk about it. Why? It's just it's funny to hear them. Like, they'll say WPA2, and it's like, you don't know what you're saying. You're just reading off a teleprompter. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so how big of a deal do we think this was? Or is? How big of a deal do we think this is? That's not. You don't think so? Nah. I mean... It's not for me, but yeah. and it's not for consumers. Um, it's a huge problem for corporate security mm. because they won't keep their, their another... stuff up to date. Right. You know, it's, unless it's being run by Equifax. <laughs> um, but it's you know the the end result Split. is we already promote using SSH connections and secure websites and. You know, that's just stay secure. You, you got to hope that the manufacturers are going to push out firmware updates. Already did. Apple and Microsoft have both already patched it. I'm sure Google has as well. Oh. For yeah. Android. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Okay, speaking of security, did you guys see my tweet today? <laughs> I'm did. sure you guys I, follow every one of my I tweets. Did. I did. This, this is hilarious. I did. Oh, God. <laughs> Eric went First to the off, doctor. why are you at the doctor's office? Oh, man. Oh, dude, that's a whole other story. I, I've been battling some issues, some uh, health issues, mainly around uh, my ankle and now my knee, which is are, are a whole new level of pain. Uh, I, I am, I've been in so much pain for so long on this, and it's just been getting worse. So I've been going through PT, uh, physical therapy. I've been getting MRIs and x-rays and all that. And this was a follow-up. Just, it, it's so idiotic. You go yeah. to the doctor just so he can tell you, okay, it still hurts. All right, do another eight weeks of physical therapy. I'm like, why did I waste my morning come here for you to tell me that? You couldn't have just told me that over the phone. Meanwhile, the I mean, physical you, therapist you is saying, didn't touch me. You need you need surgery. Yeah. So yeah, but needless to say, these guys aren't the smartest because for the listeners who don't follow my twitter stream which i'm sure there's might be one or two of you out there by these guys um, he means doctors i am sitting in this exam room which is like the exam room i wasn't hauled off to some private room somewhere special that they they keep troubled patients like you would think they would do for me no this is the general exam room and i look over at the monitor because you know it's unlocked and my x-ray is there and all my ex- medical records are exposed so i'm like hey look they have all this unlocked that doesn't seem secure. And then I look underneath the monitor and there's a little post-it that says username, password. And it has the information right there. And it was I'm nice. Like, well, good thing it wasn't locked. Nice of you to take a picture and then tweet it. Yeah, I thought it was important. <laughs> now, he blurred out the username and password. I know. But he also, he also blurred out the x-ray, which just makes it look <laughs> like it's an x-ray of his penis. <laughs> I, did. I did. I did. Well, I was... 
blurring out the personal information and it was just because of the angle i took it it was just easier to do the whole screen so so now the question is i also good good no you first i said i I was also polite enough to blur out the name of the medical facility that was on the poster behind it i thought that was very polite of me that was now the next question is did you do white hat security and tell them hey you shouldn't have this written down on a post-it note on your friggin' screen right in front of us. <laughs> no, I actually. I yeah, you know, <laughs> why not? something something I does tell me off, that that violates honest. a HIPAA compliance rule. <laughs> I was so pissed off at when he told me to do eight more weeks of physical therapy. I'm like, I, I, I can't right now. I can't even. I can't even handle. I, I'm seriously considering selling my motorcycle at this point because I can't ride it. I haven't been able to ride my motorcycle in probably a year, and there's no end in sight anytime soon. So, I, I'm I'm very likely going to sell it at this point. I, I don't know why I have it if I can't take it out. It's frustrating. Well, just give it to me. Not to mention I'm all a, the yeah, pain. No, I'll, I'm, I'll give it to I'll you. I'll make use of it. I'll, I'll give it to John. There you go. No, he's got I'll kids. I'll take all it. All the personal pain. What? Hey, quiet, Thomas. I need that. Um, so, speaking of being pissed off. I get an email, not an email, I get a letter in the mail. Sorry, I'm typing into Trello as we speak, and I shouldn't be. Um, I get a letter from the state of California saying, oh, by the way, you know, it's $250 for failure to file paperwork for your business. What? Yeah. How can we get, the, how can we get these letters every year? What the hell? <laughs> every You're year. You're supposed to... You're supposed to pay for your business. <laughs> we do. No, so believe me, John is very, doesn't sound very like thorough it. with this stuff. No, it sounds so, like you keep missing one of them. No, <laughs> last year, 2016, you have to file paperwork every two years. It's your statement of information, wherever it is. I file it last year after I moved, and state of California charges you twenty dollars to change your stupid address. And I send in a, oh, that's right. I fill out the paperwork. I send in a check for twenty dollars to change the address, and I forget that they found something wrong with the paperwork, and they returned it to the place I no longer live. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> How else are they going to get you to pay two hundred fifty dollars for a twenty dollar change change of fee? The, well, the landlord, like months later, says, "By the way, I have this this letter for Diego Dev." I'm like. I'll come get it. So I go get it. I resend it in, and I don't know what happened. They, I guess they never got it. So they penalized us $250 for failure to submit paperwork. Which was You know what that means, Thomas? Pain in the ass. We, we have to kick you out of slack again so we can God recover damn those it. costs. Oh, that's upsetting. <laughs> Owning a business is fun or not. Doesn't sound like it. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm uh, I'm adding I'm adding complexity to it because I'm starting to bully I'm starting to bully Tom um Tom I'm starting to bully John into starting a charity with me and I think I think we're I think that's going to be our next well might not be our next big adventure no. Wait, actually we might have a, we might have you, another big you're taking on like you, another thing I think so this is something that we should have done from the beginning that we chose not to or not go ahead John no. <sighs> we are. He's talking no, about two we, separate doing, things totally that we, we have to discuss, but we can't talk about either of them right now. I'm glad you brought but it the up cha- then. Yeah. The, the charity we can talk about. But we're not doing that. That's what we're doing. We keep talking about the, that's more but we work. Are. No, I know. That's why, that's why I said you weren't going to like me because I was going to do it. But yeah, no, we're totally going to do it. So we're going we're gonna to be starting a charity, Thomas. And the cool thing about it is we'll probably move, like, SDPHP and uh, San Diego Laravel group under it, uh, which makes sense. Um, he says charity. There's actually a function behind the charity. Yeah, to hoard money, right? Uh, uh, yeah, you're right. I said charity. I do mean nonprofit. That's true. We are starting a nonprofit, not a charity. A 501c3. Um, yeah, exactly. So I just need John to fill out the paperwork. I don't know why it's taking him so long. He's really dragging his feet. <laughs> On this as, one, but... as long as you guys don't become a corporation, I'm I'm fine with that. Well, well, I'm soon. <laughs> I am getting I am getting so mad at corporations. 
Why? Well, okay. Last time we talked, you you asked me if I'd seen Mr. Robot yet. Correct. Which I had not. But boy, there's there's a great sequence in the first episode of this season where he just rips apart corporate mentality, corporate lifestyle, and digs into. But the reality of it is. That's such an easy target. Anybody can do that. It's an easy target. They didn't do anything revolutionary but there. It, they, they, no, they, they didn't. They they regurgitated the same you know hippie stuff that's been regurgitating for years yes. about corporations. But it was it was very it was done very self aware and very smartly and it just it, it welled up in wait, me wait, how what, much what I that word? hate corporations. What was that word? Smartly? smartly, smartly, smartly. Is that that's not what you said? But okay. I just well, thought that was a weird word. Smart I'll fix it in ed- I'll I fix thought... it in editing. <laughs> I got it in post, don't worry. Yeah. But it just it sort of it made me think about what corporations are doing right now in America and how incredibly destructive it is and how everyone is just sort of aware of it and can't do anything. They're um, literally running the country. I mean correct. <laughs> that's all. That's... Yeah. I if you if you look at the power that corporations yield there, there's no comparison. There's no person who, who holds any power even remotely close to the corporations of America. Um, you know, the, the our tax system is based off of making corporations happy. Our laws... Did you, uh, did you John, did you hear the doom and gloom music before you started the, the soapbox thing? No. Because I, I just want to make no, sure... I didn't want to give it away. We keep them to one, one doom and gloom segment of show. I mean, we're early here, and he's already going down this path. I just want to know where we're at here. So here's my take, and what I don't understand is the whole we're going to cut taxes for the for the businesses. I'm a business owner. I'd love taxes cut. Don't get me wrong. But right. I don't understand this whole if we cut taxes for businesses, they're going to hire more people. That's bullshit. I don't care what you say. The fact that my family, who luckily doesn't listen to the show, touts that crap because they're Republicans through and through, and they're like, and they say that, and they're the ones being affected by this because they're not going to be hired no matter what they, by because of cutting taxes for companies is not going to get them hired. I believe no. If you're a company, you hire for what you need. Cutting taxes just increases your profits. You're not going to hire more people. If you need more people, you're going to hire them. So the whole trickle-down thing is crap, and it pisses me off every time I hear it. Yeah, it's and it's been proven by many economists to be complete crap, and yet people still stick to it. And if you look at how laws are now written in America, in most cases, the law is written by a lobbyist (laughs) and given to a senator or congressman, and they propose it in congress it's we're not even writing our own laws anymore it's completely ridiculous mm-hmm. um there are there are systems that every country other than america has adopted that we simply can't because corporations hold too much power um you know the, our tax preparation system is completely owned by the tax preparation companies where are you going with this thomas you're ranting. Are you? Are you? I am. Do you have a direction? A direction? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said erection. <laughs> I, I, I know well, you have an erection. I was, yeah, whenever, I was say a little bit. Whenever you start slamming the government, you get a little chubby down there. Jeez, where are you going with this, brother? I I think that I think that the the corporate personhood issue is just unbelievably awful. The fact that a corporation can say, uh my free speech rights, my free speech rights. Why can't I do this because of my free speech? Corporations don't have fucking free speech. They're corporations. They're entities. They, we no, give their people, their people. It's been, it's been said right. in, in the court that they're people. Right. Which is Crazy. absolutely insane to me. Yep. And, and that's the direction that we're just still going. Um, however, here in Colorado, there is, a man running for city council in Boulder who plans to completely give up his vote to an app that he wrote. Really? Huh? So basically 
the constituents get to vote on every piece of legislation. Every single every single thing that takes a vote, it's completely based on the constituents' opinions. That is fascinating to me. Um, this is a it's a concept called liquid democracy, um, and it's totally not perfect. There are serious problems with it. Of course, where minorities can get completely outrepresented and get completely shut out of communities however having a person in between acting as the sort of mediator for whether or not something is morally okay is a new step using this as a using this as a tool is something that they should have done a long time ago it's like why isn't this a regular thing where you know everybody in senate or congress who represent a large group of people they, they need to have some visibility on what the, what the thought process is. And, and they would argue that they voting, have that you by know. you contacting them about issues you care about. And if you don't contact them, then you're But that's F-U. so 50 years ago. That's no, 50 I, years ago. I agree. I mean, we've moved forward. Completely yeah, I've, I've called my yeah. senator. I've called my senator in the past, and I was immediately given the impression that he was never going to hear my my statement or care and ajit pai no, who's the head of no, the fcc you, you were not given you were not given that impression. oh yeah definitely oh yeah that, that is that is what calling in or email it always talk... feels like a, a canned response yes yeah. when you when you call in mm-hmm. uh, when you call into somebody who has a set opinion on something and is voting along some line that they've drawn you get the response thank you we'll let him know goodbye mm-hmm. and I that's agree. it that's all you get and that's totally bullshit. I mean, because I'm never going to know how many people called in and made the same statement as me. I'm not going to know if he's even representing my district in the way that he should. Mm-hmm. I won't know until election time whether or not people are also pissed off at him. It, it's the, Our current system has shunned technology so much that it's amazing that anyone has any faith in our voting system whatsoever. And so I, I, I think... Systems like this, this collective consciousness about the voting issues, is really a great move forward. It's a great move Not forward even... if it's if it's transparent. If it's just him collecting data and then just saying what he wants to happen is what the response was, that's different. It is an open source platform. Is it really? It is an open source platform, and he does not believe As that he is going. Government should be. He does not believe that he is going to win the election, but he does want to promote the use of this kind of democracy-based technology. And so, so this is his attempt. This is He wrote the software, and he wants people to adopt it. So why does he not think he's going to win? Does he, is he not trying? Is it just, is it just a scam? Uh, city, city Council in Boulder is probably a pretty rough fight. You know, I don't think he's I don't think he's politically aligned with anything. I don't think he is running on a platform other than this platform. Oh, I see. The, he's he's not running as a Republican or a Democrat. He's just running saying, Hey, if you elect me, your voice will be heard. Right. So he could be a Republican or a Democrat. It doesn't matter because it's up to the people behind the app, it's the, up to the voters in each individual instance to decide what they are. So yeah, it's an interesting platform, and I uh, I really wish there was a lot more transparency in our government, and and just I hope to God Equifax uh, crashes and burns, because what a perfect case to to show how corporations wield way too much power. <clears throat> the fact that they profited from it, the owners profited from it by selling before releasing the information, and they're making money off of the fraud protection that they're offering is crap. So Correct. I, and I, freezing I agree. accounts. And businesses have, so far zero businesses have said they will stop using Equifax. So all they did was hurt all of us as the product, but no one cares. I think businesses aren't thinking because they're like, well, we use all three, so us stopping using them doesn't change anything. Yeah. And then the IRS came out and said... You probably shouldn't worry about the Equifax breach because your information has already been breached a million times over before, so it's not really a big a, as big a deal as the news is making it out to be. 
you know, and my my wife, you know, we we saw a news story about this, how how bad this was, and she said, well, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to freeze all of our accounts. It's going to cost you know fifteen dollars or whatever per the, the big three companies, and and we'll be safe. I said, no, the process for unfreezing an account is uses the information that was leaked. Mm-hmm. There's no way to secure the information now. The information is out, and it is forever insecure. Mm-hmm. As long as we still rely on the social security number and address information, it's just out now. So, like, freezing your account is just going to cost you $45. That's all it's going to do. It won't make you any more secure against people who have your information because that's the information they use to unfreeze your account. Yeah, it's not like there's an Equifax and Experian... On every corner, they can go to and say, "Here's my driver's license. I am who I say I am." Right, and it's... having your driver's license, I, that doesn't. I, I got my new driver's license. They mailed it to me. Has a picture of me. Yeah, that's true. Requires very little information. And they, I don't think the credit the credit uh, companies have your fingerprint on file. Although they might, who knows? They do. I actually know that they have mine. But yeah, I mean. Something has to change. That's it's such a nightmare, and nothing is changing because corporations don't want it to. All right, we need to move on. We've been talking about this way the too end. long. Please, <laughs> please, let's move on. I I agree with you, Thomas, a lot. Any, time to move on. For anybody interested, uh, we're going to record Lair Chat live tomorrow. Uh, they record every other Thursday, so tomorrow is one of the recordings. You can watch it live, or you can subscribe to it on the podcast. But they have an interesting topic tomorrow. I, I figured I'd give you guys a preview and kind of throw it out there and get your thoughts and opinions on it. They're uh, doing a talk that was that was kind of inspired by a couple of uh, a blog posts talking about how um, there, there there's there's two aspects to it. All right, the the way the topic was uh, was presented in our little our little internal Slack channel was. Uh, management um, management faults are developer faults where when things when projects go sideways because of decisions that management made and you know things go sideways because of directions developers decide to go in that's kind of the general conversation piece and you know everybody's supposed to bring to the table um, you know just kind of past stuff I, I don't know why it was so important for me to be on this show, they just wanted to make sure that, you know, they were talking about, you know, issues that managers make and they just wanted to make sure I was going to be able to make it. So it, I, I felt weird about that. They actually but, tweeted uh, out. But the, well, but the wanting to know about management fails versus dev fails. And I wondered why they were calling me too. And I did. They were asking me about what you've done as a manager recently. I replied to it. I, I saw you reply to it. I was like, "Hey, I know that guy." <laughs> I dumped all over Eric. But, but there was a okay. cu- there was a couple of really good uh, posts out there that that kind of began that topic, and uh, well, we can link to these in the show notes as well. I, I probably should have posted them to Trello. I'll, I'll do do that right now. Uh, but they talk about a company's decision to fire their top talent. Um, oh God. Because I read that. Yeah. Oh, did you read this? Yeah. I read the res- was... I read the response article about how stupid that was. You read that one too. Okay, that that mm-hmm. was the, that was the other article I was going to mention and then there's a follow-up article on that as well. I don't know. I mean, I can kind of see both sides of this. And I've worked in places where there's been an individual there who was like the shit and they knew they were the shit. And that became kind of toxic like it became anti-productive because because of that um so i don't know i mean there's so many there's so many layers to this it it harpens back for me it harpens back to when i first got into the industry and i'm sure you guys experienced this as well because it went on for a very long time but there was definitely a niche in our industry where your knowledge was your value and like you did not share that knowledge like if you were a network person you didn't talk about how you did networking you didn't share 
how how you know computers talk to one another because that was your value and if you shared that then you you've reduced your value to the company see that and i that's where i disagree back in the late 90s when i first got into working i worked for a, a travel company at the time and the amount of times i heard them talk about their previous developer and how he kept everything secret where i was quite the opposite i shared everything because the more i taught them the more i showed them the more they valued what i knew and they they assumed i knew way more and the more i showed them the less i had to do so i didn't hold those secrets i and i i think you you were part of that i was the same way like i start by this time again i was working for this fortune 500 company but i i had already been in around technology enough and i had already started embracing the open source philosophies of technology that sharing was what i wanted to do like i felt like it was it was my duty to make sure everybody understood how this stuff worked but straight up i mean these guys are getting paid good money and i i would go to our networking team and ask about you know something as simple as a DHCP range, and they would refuse to tell you anything. Yeah, How, I've, anything I've experienced about, that too. It, it was such a weird time, and, and this, this when I was reading this article about these this developer, you know, it, it, not exactly the same story. It was more of you know the they they kept making a lot of references to Rick and Morty, and that that whole Rick mentality of you know. I'm I'm such a genius. You can't understand what I, what it is I'm telling you. Which I worked with those people as well. But it was it was kind of the same thing though. It's it's like I'm gonna do it because I'm the only one that can understand this. You guys are so stupid. Just sit there and let me get this stuff done. Mentality. So what are you guys? What are your guys' opinions of that? I mean, what do you think about if you're in a situation where you're responsible for the super talented person? who clearly knows what they're doing, who knows how to how to write code, who writes code efficiently. It's not even like they take a long time to write code, but in general are toxic individuals and are, are doing things in a way that makes the rest of the team struggle to embrace, whether it's their patterns, whether it's their workflow. What do you guys think about that? Toxic's got to go. I, Just I, that that's your bottom line bottom line it, goes yeah it, yeah nobody you can't be too comfortable in your position everybody is replaceable i've always thought that no matter how long i've been working everybody's replaceable if you are so comfortable that you are a dick to the team or to management be re- you, you can be replaced there's no i i wholeheartedly disagree you're wrong about to- about, about toxic having to go. I worked in an environment that was all programmers. Okay. So literally for their lunch, they all got up at the same time, made protein shakes, and then went out to the warehouse and worked out for the, the lunch period. That's that was their exactly lunch. That's what a programmer is, but okay. And and their yeah. mentality was their mentality was along the lines of what you would expect is you know make money, get bitches, that kind of thing was, that was their whole mentality. And I'm not that very much, not that. And because of that, I did not mesh with the team and I could have been considered toxic because I didn't mesh with them in any way whatsoever. That doesn't make you toxic though. No, but to them, it did to them. I wasn't grooving with the environment Mm -hmm. to them. I wasn't fitting in with the guys and they act, they said, yeah, we, we really need you to like, take some time and come work out with us. It's a bonding thing. It's good for the company. It's good for us. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. I go have lunch with my wife every day. You know, I, I don't do the same things you guys do. That's cool, but it's just not me. And I don't have that conversation about the chicks last night or the, the baseball beer league that you're in, you know. And I didn't. I just did not mesh with them at all, and they had a problem with it. You have a good point. So I don't think. Very good point. You, you know, 
and I did eventually leave because just the environment wasn't the right environment for me. But to be to be fired for that is a different story. No, and completely. They make it clear, they make it clear in this story that they didn't try to communicate with this person whatsoever until the day they oh. fired him. No, I, I don't think that that's what they really said. I would have to read the whole article again, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm sure they're brushing over, broad stroking a few of the things because it was a blog post and they weren't going you know bullet point by bullet point of what was done and when it was done but i don't know i mean i i i read it as they they you know it was yeah i don't know i would have to read it again i i would we'll we'll post these uh these links in the in the show notes uh definitely worth the read if for no other reason so that you can kind of get an understanding of, of i mean this is a real world thing this this type of stuff happens all the time and it's it's just you know it's again we talk about it all the, we talk about it a lot it's human nature you get enough people together there's going to be disagreements there are going to be people who who don't don't see eye to eye who have different personalities who have different ways of approaching things the question it, the question becomes when does this become counterproductive and how do you decide how to address it it's like they could have just as easily for this for this rock star dynamite coder had gone to the rest of the team and said if you can't deal with this guy then you guys go find something else because he's carrying the company right now and of course they the way they position it in this article they're very general you you have no way of researching this but they're the heroes they may Right. They they said that they let this guy go. They let the development team bond. Everybody got together, started troubleshooting and solving problems, and and basically reworked the entire application in a short amount of time and went to launch. Yeah. And it's like you got to hope that's true. But yeah. yeah. So so Thomas had me th- thinking there quite a bit. Obviously, my my opinion or perception of toxic was different than his. So. When it comes to being toxic, it's more toxic to the company in a developer that feels like they're holding something over the company's head is toxic. They need to go. Obviously, in your situation, that's yeah. completely different. And you you brought up a great point that I had not thought about previously. But I I, I still don't I still don't I w- I still personally wouldn't categorize that as being toxic. But he's but he's I, bring, he's coming from from a group if you have three or four developers that all hang out and you have one person that doesn't gel within your group they all go never play invited ultimate to the party lunch. yeah they all go play they ultimate all go play ultimate at lunch if, if you don't play ultimate with me you're toxic yeah. you gotta go so i i see where you're coming from i, I was looking from you, a different we, we also have we also have to realize it's thomas we we already know he's toxic true i was listening to another podcast and I've told you guys in the past about how much of my life I, I've gotten boiled down to my to-do list and how much I like feed so many other feeds into my to-do list now. And it's super beneficial. So, oh, damn, excuse me. Sometimes I think I say it just because it's like, it's, I say so because, yeah, there's something in my mind that says, man, I need a shot of sauce. Gotch, let's have this guy say so a couple times. <laughs> it's it's been super beneficial, and I've shared some of this with, with John. Um, one of the cooler things I I do is on a couple of our projects for Diego Dev. Every time a pull request is open, it creates a entry in my to do list, and then a couple times a week, I go into a, a special list I have that has all my PRs, and I start clicking through the PRs, and it gives me an opportunity to review the PRs that were open, see which ones were closed, and then I kind of start to track the ones that stay open for a long time. So things like that have been really beneficial. And I have other fees, like one of our clients has a ticketing system that will feed into my to-do list. But the problem I'm having is my to-do list is like really kind of growing exponentially. And I have You should do some of the stuff on your list. Well, I do. And I have some filters in place that help help me stay focused on 
like it, it, it filters out the PR requests and it filters out you know certain things that that aren't urgent. But I I noticed that I was still losing like like hard things I needed to get done. And I heard on a podcast today about a technique that I think I'm going to try. Uh, I'm going to try a variation on it. And I forget what they called it. They called it like an Ivy League or something. Cool idea. What it boils down to, though, is I now have a list on my to-do list called My Six Things. And I have to put six things in there. Those are the six things I'm working on for that given day. Like all that other noise that I have in my to-do list, I, I'm going to try to teach myself to not look at until I address these six things. And what's cool is, or, or one of the, the philosophies are, you're supposed to do it in order. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to hold true to that just because the way my day works. But you have six things, and as you check things off, if you don't get through all six in a given day, which you think about it, trying to get six real tasks done in a given day is pretty substantial. But if you don't get all six done, then what's left be, roll, rolls over to the next day. So I think that's going to – I'm going to try to work this kind of workflow for a while where I'm going to – I have a special list now of six things that these are the things I'm focused on. And then I'll dive into my other list for my follow-up, you know, checking PRs, checking tickets, and things like that. I, I just I, I've been struggling with focus lately and it's not it's not so much a lack of focus where I'm like daydreaming. It's just so many things coming at me, so many issues needing to be addressed that I can't stay on task. Like I will have a task and I cannot get through and finish a task because somebody else is pulling me in. I still I'm still not sure how I'm going to address that. I, I've been trying to I've been trying to silence out Slack a little bit for especially our internal company Slack uh, because we've we really have the project set up at work where we have leads in all of our projects and they they can kind of manage themselves and I know John's mentioned he he's already kind of done this where he doesn't look at Slack unless he's explicitly mentioned um i'm i think i'm going to try to start taking the same approach the only caveat i had for that is we're in slack channels with clients as well and those i have a tendency to kind of keep a closer eye on because they're they're a client but i need to come up with a discipline where i i don't know i don't know if it's john you give me your opinion on this because i'm really curious how, what you think do you think it's overstepping some sort of boundary to say hey listen i'm not available and i'm talking about to clients as well i'm not available from 10 to 1 every day like 10 to 1 o'clock only if you call me it needs to be an emergency because i'm basically that's my time no you're not overstepping bounds at all and, and lots of people do that as far as going back to your <clears throat> your list you were talking about i often see people doing an 80 20 list so 80 20 yeah you're, you're breaking your your tasks into these 20% of my tasks will yield 80% of my business. So hmm. you, you're talking about a static number of six. It's what is most important. What What's going to give me the biggest bang for my buck today? And it's just, it's task pruning. It's making sure you're focusing on the right pieces and not just looking at your entire list. Because it's so easy to, to focus on the easy to knock out things. Um, but focusing on... I really should work harder. Yeah. And actually, a place I used to work, their big thing was the 80-20 FTF. So FTF is often referred to as first things first. He referred to it as feared things first. So something that's on your 80% list, or however you're organizing it, whatever's going to give you your biggest bang, if it's there for more than a day or so, you need to move that to your FTF. And he called it his feared things first. There's a reason you're not getting to this task right now. You're, it's gonna, you think it's gonna take longer than it might. You're afraid of it for some reason, or you just don't want to do it. So it's, this is what I need to work on first. Then I'm gonna work on the things that are gonna give me the biggest bang for my buck. And then once all of that's done, then I can work on these other crap tasks. And I think that was, 
I, I think, again, kind of the same philosophy. The, the whole doing things in order, I think that's the same approach as where you have to do it in order because if you don't get to number four, then number four becomes number one the next day, and, right. and you're forced to address mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I, I, I see I see what you're saying there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and as far as and, having office hours or, hey, I'm only going to check my email these two times a day <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with having that boundary you're not on call 24 7 so it's a, just a matter of you set aside the time you need if if you don't answer that that call right away you can call them back they're not expecting yeah. you to answer it that second i, I think I, I think i used to well i think they are nowadays that's that's part of the problem but i i think i took for granted that I would always have the free time to work, to focus on things after hours. That, that's why I used to be excited when 5 o'clock rolled around. Not because I stopped working at 5 o'clock. It's because 5 o'clock was the time pretty much everybody else stopped working, including our clients would all go home. And I would take that time and say, okay, the next four or five hours of the night are my time to get things done. And I've always been pretty comfortable with that, but I noticed that, like the last couple of weeks that's been a struggle for me because of a couple of you know issues that that have been going on in life and family and ha- having to address things and i really start to panic it's like man i'm getting behind because i'm not working my typical 12 hour day or i'm not working you know 14 hours i i had to stop at five o'clock today and i haven't been able to get back to my computer and i was thinking about it over the weekend because i, I shared with you earlier john it's for the second weekend in a row, I didn't have time to do things. And when Monday rolls around, I feel so far behind on Monday. And this week, I just thought about it. I'm like, man, I've got to do a better job at managing work hours during work hours and stop depending on these after hours slots to catch up every day. And so, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's a weird I don't know if I, I, I'm not saying that I'm going to only work eight hours a day. I don't think that's, uh, that's realistic or, or even possible, especially the position we're in. But I definitely think that during the work day, I'm going to have, I'm going to try to get a more structured, especially with the clients saying, okay, here, here are the times where you can call me whenever you want, but this, this slot during the day, the middle of the day, you only call me if it's an emergency because I'm, I'm either dealing with the team or I'm working and stuff. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, but I don't think you even need to go. You can go that far. I've seen other people do that, but you don't have to be at the beck and call. Unless you have something scheduled, you don't have to answer that call right away. Just, hey, I'm, you, I'm you, in the... Do you really feel that way? You really feel that way? No. It's hard when when a client when a I mean, client... I'm curious. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold it against you. I mean, yeah, okay. I, I I will say if I was if I was a paid employee or even a paid contractor, yeah, I I, I guess I, I guess yeah, I guess I would I would agree with you. But I think in the position we're in, I I, I don't agree with you. You I, I you're correct. Anytime a client calls, I want to answer the phone. I want to be there, but. Anytime I haven't, it's not like there's been backlash. So it's, there's understanding there. It's like, oh, they're not available. They leave a message. I call them back and everything's good. But when I see the call come in, I do feel that obligation like, oh, crap, it's a client. I need an answer right now. So I understand where you're coming from, but I don't think it's a negative if you don't answer right away. Because there are times you're, you could be on a call with doing something else. I mean, that, that's... That's fair. Yeah. All right, how 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 are we doing on time? Because how are we doing? Wow, we are we are hurting here. Okay, I gave you guys homework <laughs> last week. I gave you homework. What? Do you guys no, you re- didn't. Do you remember? I totally gave you homework. You did not. Yeah, he did. We were I supposed totally to hack into did. his. Never mind. John, do you remember? I said I'm going to bring this up on the next show. I'll give you guys a heads up to give put some thought behind it. And I did. I probably didn't. <laughs> what was it? The, Tom, Tom, Tom's like, well, shit, that, that kind of sounds familiar. <laughs> My question was, can you think of any technology 
that is closer to fact than fiction. So something that might not necessarily be a real thing now that that might be in movies and stuff, but you think no, we're really close to that. Like that that's something that's going to happen. Yes, the singularity. Next question. <laughs> you don't see that the singularity when this? when machines are capable of 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 reinventing or designing themselves at a rate that's so rapid that it occurs almost instantly oh yeah yeah i totally think this oh yeah i i completely agree with you there that's about to happen yeah yeah that's that's totally science fiction but the way we're going with quantum computers and machine learning yeah like all of a sudden there's going to be a master machine and it will completely dominate something probably the stock market and you have have you seen have you seen that google has recently been able to imitate the hydrogen molecule i think it was the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they're making huge advances in quantum computing as it is mm-hmm. yeah no but it's it's not the huge advances in quantum computing that are are going to be the 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 thing it's the the speed at which information is passed it's going to be it's going to be a couple different technologies suddenly being brought together that is going to be the the, the big change. Um, I I ranted about this two episodes ago. What are you giggling about, Eric? Nothing. Live chat. Nothing. <laughs> I got called out. I saw that because the the other podcast I was the the podcast I was referencing the one of the hosts of that podcast is listening to our show, so he called me out. I think I think the singularity is going to happen. I mean, the thing about the singularity is it happens really, really fast. Is that it's just it it's a, all it was of a the sudden. North Meet South podcast, Thomas. In case you're one. It's okay. I'll catch that in editing. Thank you, Michael, for calling <laughs> me out. John, did you have an answer? I'm the one that brought up the whole Google piece of this. No, I did that not. That kind have an of answer. plays into that plays. No, into I didn't. I did not have an answer. What? I'm not good with homework. I failed high school. Detention. Detention. You did not did fail not high school. school. You goddamn accomplished stunt pilot. What are you talking about? You failed high school. I, I failed. I'm not oh, a good... Geez. I'm no good with homework. No, I, I think the singularity is coming. I think it's going to be... Yeah, sure. Uh, since you asked catastrophic. my <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't ask you what you did for our homework. <laughs> what did you do for our homework? I hope that's not whiskey. Oh, that's good. No, I'm back there. This, I, I, I think very soon they're going to invent these containers that keep ice for a week. <laughs> that's an inside joke between John and I. Okay, bionics. I think cybernetics. I, I feel like we're 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 actually closer than we think we are to people having cybernetic enhancements as. For recreation, like having like limbs replaced, uh, I'm never assigning homework again. Thank you. you. I appreciate that. I hate homework. We're getting close to VR, like real good VR. VR is played out. Nobody cares about VR. That was not. I just went through another bottle of scotch, though. Look at this. Another bottle of scotch bites the dust. It's available at Costco again for you. I saw it. Oh no, I, I got I got trust me, this bottle wouldn't be empty unless I had another bottle in standby. So there's another bottle there. Alright. What else we got? Anything? We done talking? We done <laughs> we finished yet? I got things to talk about. Telegram cover any Underrated stuff. IM China or client or what? Yeah, I I agree. Telegram. Awesome. Uh let's see what else I I'm thinking about getting another tattoo. Think about getting John's birth date on my arm. That's I thought what? it was already there, what? bastard. No. Yeah. <laughs> you should get his date anniversary on your arm. <laughs> when we started our business, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll get a, I'll get that on there. Okay, serious question: Do you guys listen to music when you code? Yes. No. Okay, Thomas, you can you can take a break here. What do you listen to, John? Uh, whatever. It's very eclectic. Yeah. All over the. All over the uh, board. Yeah, so do I. I'm I'm all over the board too. I'm from from I, I get into the uh uh Def Punk stuff. 
like when I'm really like into coding that or rap. I'm, I'm a massive rap fan. Yeah. Then I'll go as far as classical music, depending on what I'm working on. So, you ah. should try coding to the Top Gun soundtrack, because that is probably the greatest soundtrack to write code to. How would you even think that was a good statement to make? Because I've done it and it was amazing. But you don't continue to do it, so it wasn't that amazing. It was a particular scenario. I've told you the story about the inverted hangover. Were you wearing a leather jacket and uh, the, the Ray-Ban glasses? No. No. I should have. I was wearing my gunners, my my yellow uh, screen protection glasses. <laughs> Thomas, let me ask you a question. Because I am honestly curious what what Fire does a, what what does a write out do to unwind well i have a podcast every week but do you do anything useful no i've i i struggle with my uh my lack of personal motivation and self-interest yeah you're not gaming anymore are you you used to game yeah i am oh no very oh. much so what are you game Rocket- what are you playing Rocket League, Stop. Shadow of Stop. Shadow of War. <laughs> um, the new South Park came out, the Fractured but Whole. Ah, uh, I saw something about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, so into that. If you ever want to team up on Rocket League, let me know. Shut, <clears throat> shut it. You better just edit that. <laughs> I'm like in the top twelve percent. Stop it. I'm actually in Stop the it. top twenty percent right talking? now. John, what do you do? We should team I know, up. I know you play your little ultimate. You play ultimate. I'm a, what else do you do? I'm a platinum Children? three. Right you got now. two kids? Really? Family. That's awesome. Family. Ultimate and family. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to ultimate do about the family. family thing. My children are insane people. It's sort of driving me a little crazy. Ah, push through it. I've never played Rocket League. I, uh, push through it. There is a game developer meetup that I go to here in Colorado Springs. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's a that's a fun one. If you're if you're looking for uh, hardcore nerds, game developer meetup is a pretty good place to meet some hardcore nerds. I think I, I think I saw the previews to the next movie I want to see. Well, the the second next movie I want to see. Obviously, the next movie I want to see is Justice League. Not 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 big on Thor. I know Thor's coming out here very soon. I'll go see it. Justice League is my next big one. I'm a big Batman fan. We all know that. We won't put money on DC not... not being terrible still. What? Yeah, we we won't get into the whole whether it'll be good or bad. It doesn't really matter. Batman's in it. I'm going to go see it. But I think I saw the next uh, movie I want to see that I was really surprised that I wanted to see it. The Black Panther trailer came out. Have you seen the Black Panther trailer? Have not. Well, that's a little little racist. Dude, it's the name. You're of the surprised movie. you'd want to see this. Well, Black Panther was not necessarily one of those heroes, like the A-list superhero, where you're like, "Oh, wow!" This guy is awesome. Just comes out and says it. You Jesus Christ! It. You stop it! You stop it right now! Have you seen the trailer? No, no. I like to go into things clean. Pretty badass. I I think this is the next movie I'm anticipating its release date now. I want to see this movie, and it, even after he after after he made his appearance in the Avengers movie, I'm like, all right, yeah, they're trying to shoehorn another superhero into this universe. All right, whatever. I'm I'm not not that I wasn't that excited about Ant Man. Still still aren't still not that. Oh, Ant Man was good. Wait, nah. Avengers have come out. Yeah, when one of them came out. A couple of them, like like seven of them have come out now. Uh, but two black. Panther looks badass. Yeah, you definitely have to get rid of the kids. That's my problem. I I would love to go see movies, but I can't leave my children alone. Your kids are old enough to take with you. Yeah. No. I'm not going to go see a movie for $100. Oh, that's true. I I wanted to see Blade Runner, which I can't take my kids to. I I saw Blade Runner. That, that was the excuse too. I didn't get some people to my poker game this past weekend. Was I'm going to go see Blade Runner. It's a that was movie. not my excuse, but I did go see it. <laughs> Your excuse was horrible. <laughs> that was up in L.A. Well, it was no dataversary, that's for sure. <laughs> Much better excuse. 
Dataversary. Boom, boom. That's a good spot. I think that's a good spot to wrap this one up. What do you guys think? I think it's a good title for the show. I, I think twenty minutes ago would have been a good place to wrap up. Personally, yeah, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna push the wrap up when you saw it. We, we were at the one hour mark, but you kept yeah. asking questions. You gave us I, homework. You know, Do we have homework for next week? I just said I'm not giving you guys homework ever again because you guys did a yes! job at it. Oh, thank you. I, See, I always thought that tactic homework. would work, but I'd never tried it. All right, all right, that's it. We're wrapping this one up. For you got a whole extra day to edit this one, Thomas. You're welcome. All right, I'll somehow still be late. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, I'm Eric Van Johnson. I'm John Conkin. I'm Tom Rideout. Keep it up, keep it up. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. Show notes can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at PHP Ugly. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or directly off the PHP Ugly RSS feed. A rating of five stars on iTunes is appreciated. Submit articles to phpugly at reddit.com slash r slash phpugly. Until next week, keep it ugly.